welcome to Living in the Spirit in a Little Way, a podcast about striving to live every day by the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Please join us with our host, Kerry McMasters, as he speaks of the workings of the Holy Spirit in our daily lives. Hello, and welcome to Living in the Spirit in a Little Way. I'd like to wish everybody a happy new year and pray that the Lord will bestow many graces and blessings upon you. And as we begin this new year, just recently we celebrated the feast of the baptism of the Lord. And when Jesus was going to be baptized, he went before John the Baptist, and when he was finally baptized, the Holy Spirit had descended upon him. And so it is, too, that we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit with anointing at our baptism. What I would like to do is read from the prophet Isaiah, and this is chapter 42, verse 1 through 4 verse 6 through 7. Thus says the Lord, Here is my servant, whom I uphold, my chosen one, with whom I am well pleased, upon whom I have put my spirit. He shall bring forth justice to the nations, not crying out, not shouting, not making his voice heard in the street. A bruised reed he shall not break, and a smoldering wick he shall not quench, until he establishes justice on the earth. The coastlands will wait for his teaching. I, the Lord, have called you for the victory of justice. I have grasped you by the hand. I formed you and set you as a covenant of the people, a light for the nations, to open the eyes of the blind, to bring out prisoners from confinement, and from the dungeon, those who live in darkness. As we take a look at this reading from Isaiah, Isaiah is prophesying about Jesus, about the servant whom the Lord was well pleased with, whom he puts his spirit. And as we look further at this reading, he mentions a bruised reed he shall not break. And Jesus is so gentle that he does not want to break us. He wants to heal our brokenness. He wants to heal those bruises that we have as well. Further reading in this, we see that it mentions that he is to bring prisoners from confinement. Not necessarily prisoners that are locked in a jail cell, but the confinement also deliverance from oppressive spirits, deliverance from the demons that may affect our everyday lives. So in this, he sets us free from oppression. He also sets us free from the bondage of sin by his sacrifice. Now, when we come to the gospel reading from the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord, 
It's taken from Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 through 17. And what this does is it brings to fulfillment that which was prophesied by Isaiah about the coming Messiah. Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and yet you are coming to me? Jesus said to him in reply, Allow it now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. After Jesus was baptized, he came up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened for him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming upon him. And a voice came from the heavens, saying, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. So we see here that Jesus received the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and at the same time the prophecy was fulfilled by the voice of the Lord, declaring that Jesus was his beloved, upon whom his favor rests. And through Jesus receiving the anointing of the Holy Spirit at his baptism, he has passed on that same Holy Spirit to us in our baptism as well. So when Jesus receives the Holy Spirit, Jesus receives everything that the Holy Spirit has to give, all of the gifts that the Holy Spirit has to give. This is the beginning of Jesus' ministry, his public ministry, and he is anointed to then go forth and proclaim that there is repentance that will take away our sins and that the kingdom of God is at hand. And truly it is because Jesus walks among us at that point in time. As Jesus received all of those gifts through the Holy Spirit, we have also received those gifts of the Holy Spirit as well, beginning with our baptism. When we die to sin, our original sin is washed away and we are cleansed. And those gifts of the Holy Spirit are now available for us to use and to go forth as Jesus did, as he had called his disciples to do as well. And as we read further through the Gospel of Matthew, we see that after the baptism, Jesus was taken out, and when he went into the desert, he was tempted by Satan as well. So Jesus, this is the precursor to what happens with us. We see through all of our temptations, Jesus was tempted as well. Although Jesus being the Son of God, he overcame his temptations. For us, it's very difficult to overcome some of these temptations that we are up against, sometimes on a day-to-day basis. So after Jesus defeats the devil, does not give in to him, he then begins calling his disciples, starting with Peter and then to James and John. And as we see this, Jesus is calling these disciples to follow him. They're not perfect. 
just as we are not perfect, we have many faults of our own. They had their faults. They had their moments. James and John, they were referred to as the sons of thunder. Here are two guys that, you know, would just as soon go ahead and, you know, rain down the fire from the heavens on on those that are not believing, you know, and those that don't want to follow the way of Jesus. So we see many things here that, you know, it's us in our brokenness, it's us in our imperfections, that Jesus is still calling us. He loves us so much that he wants to use us in many ways, many ways that we don't know, many ways that we don't understand. But Jesus just wants us to say yes, to trust in him completely, and that everything will work out. You know, with everything happening around us, we need to put our faith in the Lord for him to strengthen us, for him to get us through some difficult times. But we also need to be thankful to him as well and appreciate all the good things that he has done for us and all the good things that he has yet to do for us down the road. Right now, I would like to read from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians in chapter 1 in particular. Paul gives his greeting. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, to the holy ones who are in Ephesus, faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavens, as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, to be holy and without blemish before him. In love, he destined us for adoption to himself through Jesus Christ, in accord with the favor of his will, for the praise of the glory of his grace that he granted to us in the Beloved. In him we have redemption by his blood, the forgiveness of transgressions in accord with the riches of his grace that he lavished upon us. In all wisdom and insight, he has made known to us the mystery of his will in accord with his favor that he set forth in him as a plan for the fulfillment of times to sum up all things in Christ, in heaven and on earth. The next section, inheritance through the Spirit. In him we were also chosen, destined in accord with the purpose of the one who accomplishes all things according to the intention of his will, so that we might exist for the praise of his glory. We who first hoped in Christ, in him you also, who have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and have believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, which is the first installment of our inheritance toward redemption as God's possession to the praise of his glory. Therefore, I too, 
hearing of your faith in the Lord Jesus and of your love for all the holy ones, do not cease giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation resulting in knowledge of him. May the eyes of your hearts be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope that belongs to his call, what are the riches of glory in his inheritance among the holy ones, and what is the surpassing greatness of his power for us who believe in accord with the exercise of his great might, which he worked in Christ, raising him from the dead and seating him at his right hand in the heavens, far above every principality, authority, power, and dominion. And every name that is named not only in this age, but also in the ones to come. And he put all things beneath his feet and gave him his head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of the one who fills all things in every way. So in chapter 1 of Ephesians, Paul is telling us the reason that we were created, to be holy and unblemished in the sight of the Lord, and to give him glory and praise, and to praise him for all the things that he has given to us. But he also tells us that the Lord gives us the Holy Spirit so that we may continue on as Jesus had commissioned us, and that we may live in the love of the Father and of the Son and also of the Holy Spirit and be able to bring that and minister to those that are in need of it. When I look back at the previous year, I kind of take account of some of the struggles that I've been through, some of the graces and blessings that I've received. And I think, too, maybe a lot of people look back and remember the struggles that they've gone through the previous year and pray that as we start out this new year that things won't be as bad. But when we take notice of some of these struggles we've been through and we we kind of um, look a little bit more deeply into it, we can see that we got through those struggles and through our faith and uniting those struggles and sufferings that we have to the cross of Christ. And it is through that that we are able to get through these struggles. So it's very important that these crosses that we bear that come along as struggles, that we will unite them to the cross of Christ so that Jesus may bear them with us and they won't be as bad. But also, too, there are many blessings. You know, we may not think of them right away, but as we reflect a little bit, even the simplest things is a blessing. Even somebody coming up to us when we're having a really bad day and just giving us a smile and saying, hey, how are you doing? That's a blessing. It's something that lifts us up. It's something that kind of pushes us on a little bit further, brings us back out of that darkness that we may be in at the time. 
And we pray that there will be many blessings for everybody in this coming year. And one of my favorite Psalms is Psalm 104. And when we read this Psalm, we come to realize that there are many blessings that the Lord gives, not to just us, but to everybody around us, to all of creation that's around us. And I'd like to read Psalm 104. It's a little bit lengthy, but it is pretty important. Bless the Lord, my soul. Lord, my God, you are great indeed. You are clothed with majesty and glory, robed in light as with a cloak. You spread out the heavens like a tent. You raised your palace upon the waters. You make the clouds your chariot. You travel on the wings of the wind. You make the winds your messengers. Flaming fire, your ministers. You fix the earth on its foundation, never to be moved. The ocean covered it like a garment. Above the mountains stood the waters. At your roar they took flight. At the sound of your thunder they fled. They rushed up the mountains, down the valleys, to the place you had fixed for them. You set a limit they cannot pass. Never again will they cover the earth. You made springs flow into channels that wind among the mountains. They give drink to every beast of the field. Here, wild asses quench their thirst. Beside them, the birds of heaven nest. Among the branches, they sing. You water the mountains from your palace. By your labor, the earth abounds. You raise grass for the cattle and plants for our beasts of burden. You bring bread from the earth and wine to gladden our hearts, oil to make our faces gleam, food to build our strength. The trees of the Lord drink their fill, the cedars of Lebanon, which you planted. There the birds build their nests. Junipers are the home of the stork. The high mountains are for wild goats. The rocky cliffs are refuge for badgers. You made the moon to mark the seasons, the sun that knows the hour of its setting. You bring darkness and night falls. Then all the beasts of the forest roam abroad. Young lions roar for prey. They seek their food from God. When the sun rises, they steal away and rest in their dens. People go forth to their work, to their labor till evening falls. How varied are your works, Lord. In wisdom you have wrought them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Look at the sea, great and wide. It teems with countless beings, living things, both large and small. Here ships ply their course. Here Leviathan, your creature, plays. All of these look to you to give them food in due time. When you give to them, they gather. When you open your hand, they are well filled. When you hide your face, they are lost. When you take away their breath, they perish and return to the dust from which they came. When you send forth your breath, they are created and you renew the face of the earth. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord be glad in these works. If God glares at the earth, it trembles if God touches the mountains, they smoke. I will sing to the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God 
while I live. May my theme be pleasing to God. I will rejoice in the Lord. May sinners vanish from the earth and the wicked be no more. Bless the Lord, my soul. Hallelujah. For me, this psalm is a great testament to God in his divine providence of how he gives us everything that we need to survive, to be sustained. And he gives the earth itself everything that it needs. And it speaks so much of the greatness of the Lord and how powerful he is. And how much we need to praise him and give him thanks for his glory, the glory that he shows us through these blessings. And there are many blessings contained within this psalm when we take a look at it. Because without the Lord to sustain us, it would be very difficult for us to be able to maintain our own lives. So as we begin this new year, we pray for God's blessing. We pray for God's graces to be given to us to help us along. And we pray also to be able to unite any struggles or any sufferings that we may have to the cross of Christ so that he may bear them with us and to help strengthen us. And let us also remember that we have received the promise of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit and his anointing that Jesus received in his baptism and that we received in our baptism as well and being further sealed with the gifts of the Holy Spirit through the sacrament of confirmation. So we will pray that the Holy Spirit will continue to enlighten us, to bestow his gifts upon us, so that we may go out and minister to those that the Lord puts directly in front of us, and to be able to do the will of the Father through the guidance and the strength of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, and God bless.